evening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're doing well. It's a Saturday evening. We've just finished watching the Community Shield, um, the traditional curtain raiser to the English Premier League. And we want to review the game. Joining us today is Fabian Odiambo. Fabian, hello. Um, hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm extremely, no, just moderately happy. <laughs> yeah, it's the community shield. It's not even a trophy. It's not even a proper trophy. That's the biggest trophy on, on offer. <laughs> Except in Jose Mourinho's eyes. Uh, Cabral, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How's your week been since you last spoke? Uh, slow like Man United's transfer business. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, um, Wambui, we call her Bobo Wambui. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm happy. Unlike yeah. Fabian, I'll not be modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, obviously, I'll, I'll start with the two awesome fans in the house. Uh, you're happy, but I'd like to hear your opinions about the game. Um, What's your general thoughts regarding the match and your team's performance? Let's start with Wamboy. Um, I think for the most part, especially in the first half, the performance was quite all right. Defensively, we were stable. Um, what I'd say is it's, it's a bit odd for Arsenal to be thinking of letting go of Maitland-Niles. He was, he was a man of the match for a reason. Mm -hmm. His athleticism, we have... Um, we had Saka and Ketia looking like they were dying by the 60th minute, but now it was ready to go till the... If we'd have gone for extra time, I mean, he'd probably have made the difference for us. Mm. So the match was a good eye-opener. Mm -hmm. Xhaka is still probably one of the best midfielders in the Premier League, despite all the hate he gets. Mm. Aubameyang is the best striker in the Premier League. I'll get hate for that, but okay. But yeah, I, I think the match was, was a good eye-opener for Arsenal where we have weaknesses, where we need to strengthen, um, where we are doing fine. Yeah. Fabian, does, did, did, did the performance tick all the right boxes, so to speak? No, it didn't. We, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the thing is, uh, winning a match changes the uh, the whole perception of everything. Like, if 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 Liverpool had, had, had gone on and scored another goal, we'd be talking about something different. But now, since we went on to win, uh, the story is a bit different. Um, it didn't take all the boxes because, of course, one, we, are, we were still missing a number of key players. Um, the likes of Pepe, you know, Lacazette. So, um, I guess we had to make do with what we had. Lacazette uh, is a key player. <laughs> well, compared to, compared to who was playing yeah. today, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a key player. I mean, he's a senior player. Mm. Um, and in his absence, it was um, Nketia that was playing, but um, he didn't... Okay, he tried, but he didn't really do... Uh, you know, what is expected to, to do. Um, for me, the game just shows that we really, we, we, we still have a long way to go. 
uh, because it, not always will you, will you play a team like Liverpool, have them dominate possession and and not score. Well, it happens sometimes, like today it happened, they didn't make the most out of their possession. But other teams are going to capitalize on, on, on that. You can't let a team have possession for, you know, 20, 30 minutes while you're just chasing the ball. You are trying to defend, defend. You defend the ball, you re- repel the ball, the, it comes back. You can't keep doing that. It's not sustainable at all. So I'm happy with the win, of course, but uh, we need uh, we need the competent guys, especially in defense, uh, and, uh, and 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 of course midfield, because we are hardly, you know, we get the ball, ball to midfield, and it's like we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good win, but plenty plenty needs to be done. Uh, Cabral. Uh... Liverpool seem to be struggling at the moment. They lost their last uh, preseason warm-up game, and now they've lost the Cartagena to the league. Should they be worried as the defending champions of the league, or they'll find their form perhaps when the league starts? Um, I, I don't think uh, it's it's not a typical preseason per se. So th- those losses shouldn't really matter because they're using them for um for fitness more than anything uh i've, I've also heard that uh, the form that liverpool went into the restart with should make them you know like supposedly come third or something next season i also don't think that's true because they're already in party mode by the time the pl decided to restart again you know that one i think with the liverpool winning the Premier League was much bigger than even winning the Champions League. Mm. You know, the Champions League, they've won it, but they, they were desperate for this. So, of course, there'll be a bit of a dip. Uh, if they do not buy, uh, I think, a midfielder, and, you know, I think they might struggle a bit. And if City, you know, get all their targets, I'm backing City over Liverpool. But uh, I don't think they'll struggle to the point of, you know, like dropping out of the top two or anything. I just think they need maybe to be refreshed a bit, you know, make sure that the midfield can create and, you know, hold on to the ball much better. But I don't think anyone should read anything into the past, uh, like, 10 games they've had. You know, they've been in party mode for a while now. Uh, Ateta's won his second trophy in eight months. Is it eight months? I think eight months. Well, what are your general thoughts about the job that he's doing at Arsenal? Cabral. Um, I, I don't think the Arsenal people will appreciate you giving me this question um, <laughs> fast. Um, I just run with it, run with it. I'll, I'll have them close. Yeah, okay. I'll have them uh, close. That's why I came to you first because I want them to to say, obviously, they're going to say nice things about him. But uh, you know, the, the, one, the, the one thing I, I learned from uh, Boston Legal is. As long as you make a compelling argument, it doesn't matter if you're, you're the closer, you know, you start. So yeah. I'm going to try. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was just talking to a friend of mine, very reasonable, my United fan, who, you know, told me, it's a, that's a second trophy, you know. A trophy is a trophy. And I was like, yeah, sure thing. But, and then I told him, that's as good as it gets. And uh, we've been arguing for an hour now. 
Mm-hmm. So I've just left him on mute for a bit. Yes. So are you joining us? You, yes. You have your priorities right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, he's telling me the only way is up. Yes. And, you know, I told him, you know, fair enough, uh, because the, the, the FA Cup is, could be as good as it gets for Arsenal because uh, that constitutes progress for them for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, at even United, who are going through a very bad time right now, mm-hmm. uh, of course, we'd like to win a trophy like the FA Cup. It's okay. But uh, it's, it's one of those things that uh, you win and you know, you want to win something bigger. It's it's not that, it doesn't make you happy that much. And I was saying is that it's as good as it, as it gets because um, I don't see like Ateta winning the Premier League or the Champions League or the Europa League. Mm. Uh, first of all, not because he's a bad coach. I was just saying but he's not going to be backed, for example, like uh, Klopp or Pep is going to be backed once they start a project. So <clears throat> he'll get a few targets. He'll never get all his targets. And, uh, you know, that's always a problem. The manager will say, I'm satisfied with the squad, but uh, they'll, they'll want more. Someone like Lampard is like a spoiled kid right now in a candy shop because yeah. he's basically told Roman, these are the players I want to compete. And Roman told him, okay, go and do your thing. You have a blank check. Ateta will never get indulgence like that because he's a very good man manager and, you know, he manages games you know, game by game. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've seen all the big games they've won, they've competed in. And uh, you, won't see, <laughs> you won't see him being a, given a blank check to go and get Koulibaly and get maybe, they're not even in the running to get uh, someone like maybe Kai Havertz. These are players, you know, this, if, if you give Ateta those kinds of resources, you feel like, yes, maybe Arsenal can do something. But first of all, Good coaching and low quality, you might win a cup like the FA Cup and the Community Shield, but you're not going to win the Premier League or the Champions League. That's just it. And uh, <laughs> of course, Liverpool, Man City, those are the top two. Those are those are guaranteed sports. And then there's Lampard who's being backed like crazy. There's always a possibility he'll be third. And then Spurs have this awesome squad. And, uh, you know, Mourinho, second season, is buying all the people he needs. It's not beyond, you know, <laughs> realms of possibility to think that Mourinho will do everything to get into top four. And he will get into top four because, you know, he's getting everyone and he has like a front line that can give him about 60 goals. That's not even mentioning United because United have a very weird squad. They have quality in like six, seven players. And then a huge drop off. So that's the type, that's the climate Ateta is being put into with the, you know, starting fullbacks like uh, Bellerin. And uh, I, I like Tierney quite a bit, but uh, I've, I've watched a few games since the restart where he played and uh, he's very energetic. He has all these good balls that he plays over the top directly to Aubameyang. Awesome. But <laughs> he loses his man all the time at set pieces. I, I, I've looked for it because I saw it first and I was like, okay, I, I need to start an agenda. This, this guy is, is awesome. But, you know, you have Louise and you have Saliba who's 18, I think, who's going to be awesome someday, but he's not yet there. And then you have uh, Chaka and Shebayo. I think is Shebayo still at Arsenal? I'm not sure. So you're going into the season with uh, Obama Young and Pepe. Uh, as the 
two you know world class players you probably have okay pepe is not yet at world class and then you have uh, promising youngsters like saka and martinelli and ozil is not there anymore it's just a, it's like a team effort every time they beat this big teams over or oh, at 38 game season I, I i don't think it makes that much of a difference because the rivals will always have quality so arsenal might get into top 4 i actually think they might but I don't think, I think this is a good, as good as it gets under Ateta. That's just it. I'll come back to you on the top four question because you've mentioned the two top positions already taken and the next two you say perhaps Mourinho and Ateta. Um, we'll come back to that. So just hold that thought. But Frish, uh, Bobo, are you still there? How are you, yeah, yeah. you? You 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 you've gone under now. Um, Ateta, in your own words and in your own eyes, is he the real dealer? I know I've been asking this question so many times, but um, again, it 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 football is a matter of opinion, and opinion changes um, roughly after every three months or even less. Uh, I don't know what you can make of his last eight months at, at your club? Um, I think I agree with a lot of what Cabral has said. Ateta has great potential. He's a good coach. He's shown it. Like He's shown we've seen the difference between um, you know Ateta and what we experienced with Emery and Wenger. He's a guy who's capable of changing with the opposition. That's how we managed to beat Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea in a short span. You know, that would never have happened before. Uh, he needs the backing. He probably won't get it. But where I disagree is that sometimes, with, with Cabral, is that sometimes managers have to, I don't know, be inventive. You have to make do with what you have. You know, like, you don't have that... Uh, quality midfielder. So, what do you do with the midfielders you have? You make, you bring out the best of them, or you sort of alter the system mm. to bring out the best in them. And that is something Ateta seems to excel in. He knows um, Jaka is not the athlete; he's not the fastest of players. So, what does he do? He has Niles playing as a wing back, but when you have possession, he's playing more of a CM. You know. So, I think Ateta has what it takes to at least compete to at least make Arsenal fans feel like, you know what, we'll get there. So, yeah, in a nutshell, yes. I, I'm totally confident in the manager. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays with us for a long time. And I hope he gets the players he wants, or at least 80% of them, mm-hmm. to just be able to make a slight difference for the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fabian. Yes. I know you read Ateta highly, highly, very highly. Yeah, look, um, I completely disagree with what Cabral has just said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the strongest terms possible. <laughs> you seriously can't, you can't be serious in saying that this is as good as it gets for, for this guy. I mean, he's 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 managed less than thirty games, and he's 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 had a chance to win, uh, well, a trophy in the FA and the subsequent trophy for winning that FA in the Community Shield, and he's won it. 
and he's done it against su- superior uh, teams with superior squads in uh, FA had to beat Man City and Chelsea both of both of whom you know you, and let's be honest both of whom have better players than Arsenal at the moment and he's done it again against Liverpool and he, he didn't just beat Liverpool today he did it uh towards the end of the last of the last season in the league so this is somebody that with the little that he has with the bad players that he has with the you know remember when when Unai was being when he was under pressure when he was being sacked people were saying well this this guys can't be coached anyway you know that was a thing that fine Unai may have his deficiencies but can you really coach these players but he has yeah. come in and yes he, he has proved that these guys well as in as, as much as bad as they are you can still get something from them you can still coax something and uh and make them play like a team and and he's done that i think that's the mark of a good of a good manager this somebody that is going to win things now the, the what cabral was saying was that he's not going to be backed by by the club i don't think that's entirely true because if you look at the last few years arsenal have spent money they have right from when we signed from when we signed ozil uh that was then uh ozil was 50 million euros mm. then the next time we the next season we signed sanchez also a very expensive sign mm. and, and then obama and then uh alex lacazette and before lacaze and uh, and, and obameyang uh, there was the, the summer when they bought uh, brought in uh, shaka mm. uh, and then after that last season against all odds against everyone's expectations they went and got in pepe for 72 million pounds so i don't think it's entirely true to say that arsenal won't back him in the, in the in the market maybe they just want you know spend like the way chelsea has done like you know big uh, big spending after big spending in the same window but what i can tell you is that and i think the the, the guys at the club uh, uh our leaders at the club they know right now that the, this coach that they have who won't settle for piecemeal he simply won't mm-hmm. um so in my opinion of course he's not going to ateta is not going to win the league this season this coming season but i think he's going to get close and in, in, in the three years contract that he signed year 2 or year 3 he's getting he's getting somewhere so i don't think it's it's uh, you know saying that this is as good as it gets i don't think it's it, it's not true because look at the players that is hard to 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 contend with up to this point and and of course we all know most of those players are going there's going to be a turnover a huge turnover in the next few windows even if not entirely in this window but in the next maybe two or three windows there's going to be a huge turnover of, of players at arsenal a lot of the a lot of the current crop are going to leave and and some are going to be brought brought in so we are excited because if he can and if, and if i may take you back to the bible you know if you're given uh i think this is something like uh if you can make uh something out of the little that you're given then i mean <laughs> more will be added to you 
can I respond? Yes, you can. Uh, so first of all, first of all, um, I wasn't saying that uh, Ateta is somehow a bad manager or anything. Uh, but you said, you said it's as good uh, as it gets. That just means <laughs> he's never getting any better. Than I, I said in, in, in terms of, you know, in terms of where... I'm saying in terms of what Arsenal are going to win and everything, I was saying this is as good as it gets, and I'm going to explain why. The thing is, um, you say Ateta coached these players and, you know, beat Man City and beat uh, Liverpool. That's, that's, that's okay. That's, that's very commendable, by the way. And uh, you'll realize when I was talking about uh, top four, I didn't even talk about United. And we've done all those things for a much longer time than you have. So, you know, like, We've been doing them all through our banter period, yeah? That's like uh, six years. We've been, the seasons where we've gone on runs where we beat Man City, we beat Liverpool, we beat Spurs, we beat Arsenal. It happens, yeah? And uh, the thing is this, over a sustained 38-game season, so many variables are at play. And that's why you get, uh, you know, a team... Quality wins you, probably wins you the league. That's why Klopp was always this close. He was coaching Liverpool very well, though, beating Man City left, right and centre. But when it came down to winning the league, uh, you know, till he got quality, he got in Van Dijk, big money. He got in Alisson, big money. And then suddenly the Champions League opened up and the Premier League opened up. And Klopp is a quality coach. And he had a worse team than Arsenal do right now. And he was doing all the right things. He actually got to the Europa League final the first season he was there, you know. So all these signs are very well and good. They're just not guarantees that uh, in future you're somehow going to transition to winning the league unless suddenly the policy of the club changes. And then you talk about uh, the huge turnover of players. The reality is... uh, even City and Liverpool and United, they'll also have the same turnover. The, the, the thing is, the quality that you buy is not a guarantee that you know, the others will stand still. They'll also buy maybe better quality. So that alone, you, know, you can't just say, give a tetra five years and suddenly he's certain to win the Champions League or Premier League. That's, that's, it's, it's not, it doesn't correlate. And uh, you're talking about Arsenal spending and you're talking, you know, I realized you're talking about uh, Lacazette this summer and Ozil that summer and City are talking about, okay, we spent 50, 40 million on Nathan Ake, a squad filler <laughs> this time. And uh, we are going to spend probably 80 million on Koulibaly. And then we are going to spend another 50 or 60 on another player. And that's not mentioning this Ferran Torres that we don't even talk about because he was given to us by on cheap. That's one summer. Chelsea are talking about 80 million for Kai and uh, 60 million for uh, Vana. You see, these people are doing all this, all your transfer in totality. They're doing it in one window. <laughs> what you're talking about in six seasons, they're talking about in one window. That's being backed. Man United have also done the, where they, you know, they, they, they lie to fans where, you know, we'll, we'll buy Pogba one summer for 100 million and then, wow, the fans think we've spent. While in reality, the clubs have the, you know, they have the strength to do much, much more. Like right now, um, Arsenal have the, the, the strength to go and get party and go and get uh, another striker and, you know, get someone else and spend almost up to 200 million. They can do it, you know, a few things allowing, but 
<laughs> they're, they're not doing it. They'll, they say, okay, we bought uh, Pepe uh, for 72 million last summer. So this summer, we'll just buy someone low-key, yeah? And then maybe next summer we'll get Ateta, his number one target. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, sure. The fans will say, no, this board has spent money. But in reality, you see the clubs that are being backed and the managers who are being backed. They can get up to five players they want in one window. If Atleti can do it, in one window, they spend almost 250 million, 136 on one player. Yeah, that's being backed. What I'm saying, Ateta will never get this. He'll get an occasional uh, superstar signing. And then they'll fill him in with uh, a David Luiz, a William on free, you know, it's squad fillers uh, who are going who are going to be expected to produce world class seasons, which they cannot do. While other clubs are signing six players, you'll never catch up. That, that's okay. what I'm saying. This is as good as it gets. Okay. Okay. Look, this, this okay to 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 like uh, to end on the matter. No, I think we, you're we saying. Not, I don't, uh, we, okay, okay. we we are already on transfers, so I think you go on. We are already on transfers. Yeah. Yeah. So to counter what Cabral is saying, first of all, am I allowed to say that Cabral is saying what he would like to see <laughs> than what How? could? Yeah. How? Actually, <laughs> no. That's what you 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 imagine. No, you imagine that Arsenal would do all these things, but not win. You you don't want Arsenal to win, which is understandable. Uh, you know, if, if if I was talking about it from a because, point of bias, because, I would have said, I would have said no, that United will definitely be in a better place. But the, I'm seeing the reality. You see, the problem no, is I can no, see Cabral. the reality of both my club and your club. Yeah, and you're you're refusing to see it because of a temporary, um, well, you know, like a cap or it's not a temporary. Success. Let me tell you. Let, no, the 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 point I I disagree with you about is that you, 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 you can use what Ateta has done in this time, which has been impressive. And you can use that as a basis to say, well, it can't get any better than this. I think that's just wrong. Why? No. <laughs> has your policy what, somehow how, changed? Are you going to spend like uh, 300 no. million next season? No, we didn't need, no, we didn't need to spread, we didn't need to spend all that money to have yeah. a team ranked eighth in the league competing with yeah. teams the, the, the teams that are higher up in yeah. the league, yeah. we didn't need to spend that money at all. But so, you didn't compete with them. You finished Cabral, my take here is, okay, yeah. and maybe maybe you disagree with this, but I think yeah. we have a special coaching talent in Ateta. That's what I think, and that's what I believe. And the evidence that we've seen so far, mm-hmm. I think, backs that. So I'm hedging. And this is me. I'm hedging uh, mm-hmm. the future on the fact that we have a very good managerial talent that probably we've not had, not even with Wenger. That's what I'm saying. Wow. And, 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 and it's not right to say that, okay, since maybe Man City can spend uh, 40 million on Ake, uh, you know, they can spend however they want, that others can't compete. That's just not true. Because after, after all, um, mm-hmm. after all, uh, Man City still always outspends Liverpool. But Liverpool has yeah. competed. They've built. And Liverpool didn't just do it in one season, in one, one summer. Mm-hmm. They did it bit by bit, bit by bit. They got Robertson one summer. Then they got Salah. Then they got, they got money before, like that, like that. It, it wasn't just they went out like the way Chelsea has done. They just bought. You know, Chelsea have been buying on average. They are, they're signing a player every day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Fabian, Fabian, I totally, I, 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 I accept that you know maybe Ateta is a, is a special talent. I'm just saying from uh, from my analysis of uh, the people who win uh, the big trophies from the 2010s. I, the last people, the, you know, the last team that won anything without any significant um, investment was uh, Leicester. So if you win something, you know, it, it might not be as miraculous as that, but I'm going to tell you that it will be a miracle, at least if Pep is still there and, you know, if City and Liverpool are run the way um, they're being run right now. They're just futuristic yeah. in the way they're being run. And yeah, they are really special talents all over yeah. in, man, in management circles, but they're very hampered. Even Pochettino was a... I, I, I personally think he was a very good manager, yeah? But he just didn't have the backing. He could have probably won the league if you know he was given the backing uh, Mourinho was given a few years ago. But now, you know, you have Klopp, you have Pep, money, 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 money. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, but we'll obviously, see, we'll see. obviously, it's going to. Be, I agree. It's going to be hard for Teta to do it. That, that that's true. It's going to be harder than it has been for maybe Pep and it has been for Klopp. But I don't want to rule him out completely. <laughs> so you're saying we wait and see? Yeah, yeah. Wait and see. Good. Um, Only is winning the league. <laughs> One boy. <laughs> You, you you haven't had a chance to come into this discussion, but um, I'd like to yeah. send you in by just reading for you a few signings that Chelsea have made. So, Timo Werner, Hakim Ziyech, Malang Saar, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva this week, and um, it appears like um, Kai Havertz is also on his way. So, We've talked about Arsenal's chances of winning the league in the coming seasons. We've talked about their chances of finishing fourth, but and the troubles, or rather the, the, the challenges or issues that perhaps they might have in the transfer window. But Chelsea seem to have gone all out this um, transfer window. So how do you see them finishing the season? And do you wish your club spent as much as they did? Um, of course, you'd wish your clubs spent as much as they did, but that's not possible. And, and in some it cases, it doesn't work. No, 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 no. Like, it, does, it, does, it, does it really make sense to spend that much? <laughs> Better identify I feel like Chelsea had... I feel like Chelsea had the lures of the UK. Money is not a problem. No, fine. But has any of you read the numbers game? The book. Well, I have. Um, there's there's a point that there's a point the authors argue, right? They say like in in basketball, mm-hmm. if you if you want to go to the top, if you want to win, you strengthen your strongest position, right? Mm-hmm. In football, it's the exact opposite. If you want to go ahead, you strengthen your weakest position. So, for mm-hmm. example, I wouldn't want Arsenal investing <clears throat> eighty million in a striker when we have Aubameyang when we have Lacazette, when we have Nketiah, Martinelli, you know. Um, I think our defense is quite all right. We need to show up the midfield. And if we're going to get rid of Niles and Kolasinac, maybe then we may need to think of the left-back position. But 
the argument is in football, uh, you sort out your weakest positions. That's how you get to the top. So Chelsea investing all that is crazy. I must admit though that I'm jealous that um, they're signing a player like Kai Havertz. I'm a Leverkusen fan. I have been for years, and I've watched. Uh, I remember Leverkusen struggling in the Champions League because Kai Havertz had exams <laughs> when he was 17. <laughs> yeah. so he's a player who can play literally anywhere in midfield and also as a centre forward. Like he's been deployed at some point in the in the in the last season. He played as a centre forward. He can score goals. I mean, he can provide assists. He's he's pretty much a perfect midfielder. But um, I I have doubts about Lampard. I'm still not convinced by his ability as a manager. I still think he's an English Oleguna. Wait. But we'll... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm allowed my terrible opinions. <laughs> But I'm not convinced. The, the decisions he makes, the decision he, decisions he makes, you're thinking, wow, okay, are you like a football manager or what? <laughs> so uh, how will he get the best from all those players? You know, you have Pulisic, you brought in Ziyech, you brought in uh, Timovana, you still have Tammy Abraham, you, whom you want to keep happy. Then you're an English coach. So there's this expectation on of English players. You have Mason Mount, mm. Odoi, who, you, who signed a big contract or something just to stay at the club. So it may be a bit difficult for him at the start. Of course, the signings, you, you can't doubt the quality of the signings. Timo Vena is a baller. Hakim Ziyech offers so much. And as I said, um, uh, Harvard off, offers, you know, probably the best signing. He'll probably be, be the best signing of the window for any team. So... But uh, Thiago Silva, I'm not sure about. Let's see how he'll keep up. He's an intelligent player. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Chelsea will finish. I don't want to speculate. I think I'd just love to watch them play first. And my main reason for that is I just don't know Lampard. I don't trust him. Fabian. That's just the issue. Thanks, uh, Fabian. So yeah. Chelsea are having the best transfer window since Arsenal had one last season. <laughs> <laughs> love, love. Could, well, we had a very good <laughs> summer. Yeah. Do Winners you, of the transfer window. Do you see any similarities or rather do you foresee any similarities between how your season and last season and how Chelsea's season could go next season or do you think they have the structure in place to perhaps do well. No, I think uh, Ch- Chelsea already from last season already they have had uh, they have a foundation. We the, the the they know what Lampard is trying to do and the kind of football Lampard is trying to play. Uh, and and I'll, I'll differ a bit with, with Bobo on Lampard. For me, I think is. Is, is is going to be as good as anyone. Um, see, Lampard. With Lampard, you know he wants to play. He wants the ball moving fast and all that. He wants to attack and all that. But uh, so with the signings is made, um, we look at Ziyech replaces um, William, um, and, and then Vana, of course, sorts out the you know centre forward. Almost sorts out their centre forward problem. Remember, they've been having they've been having uh, Abraham 
and Giroud. Now, Abraham can be a good player, but he's just not the kind of player you want to be your number one striker. Um, but uh, so we'll see weaknesses. Uh, because even though they've signed Thiago Silva, Thiago Silva at one time was the best defender in the world. But that was, you know, way back. And he's been playing in the French League, which, well, yeah, so Thiago Silva, he's been, uh, when he was at Milan, he was, for a good time during his Milan years, he was the best defender in the world. And then he went to PSG. Now PSG is a, has been very dominant in the French League. They don't get as they don't get tested uh, as you would want if week in week out a lot. Um, so and then his age is, is 35, going 36. So he's a good defender, but you know he's coming into the Premier League and the Premier League they <laughs> Premier League don't they, they don't care about reputations. So that was, <laughs> so that's 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 the area I still fear for Chelsea because I don't think. I don't. I just. I just don't feel comfortable in Thiago Silva. And, and remember, they've not signed a goalkeeper, and that was their biggest weakness uh, last season. The biggest weakness has been, uh, you know, go in goal, because they have Kepa, who's I don't know. <laughs> that guy. Every time I've watched Kepa on the screen, he has conceded a goal. So. <laughs> So they've not they've not signed a goalkeeper to replace him. They may they may well do that, of course, but you know you you wonder because you, you wonder whether they're going to get the real one they really want. Um, today I I saw rumors that they are trying to sign uh, Edward Mendy from Rennes. Um, I don't know how that will go. Um, I think that is is a bit cheaper than their other targets. Uh, but still, that's an area. So defense and and goal um, may just be the reason why Chelsea don't win the league. But otherwise, in uh, in other areas, especially midfield and attack, they're just super. They can really, you know, with they're capable of keeping aside teams in in very little time. Uh, but but you need your defense to be strong so that when you go on away trips there are some tricky away trips that you go to that which you have to win and th- on that day you just can't and and those, those those are the kinds of games that tend to cost teams uh, the league so yeah they've they've done they've, they've done a good job but again you can't you know they've spent this much because they've not spent in the last two two windows due due to the ban, so that's understandable. I think they still had some money in reserve, and then they sold Eden Hazard last season, so they have the Hazard money plus the money they've been saving. So it makes sense that they they now have room to flex their their financial muscle. Um, but I'm still not and, and until they sign a good. A good partner for Thiago Silva and they sign a good goalkeeper. I don't think we'll see much difference from where they finished last season. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cabral, there's at least one United that's doing well in the transfer window, and that's Leeds United. Uh, defender, they just signed defender Robin. Co- is it Coach or Cock? Wine end. Wine end, Cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Robin Court, uh, 
Look at that transfer record when they completed the deal for Rodrigo Valencia. Um, Leeds being a historically big club in England, uh, perhaps making signings that would add value to to their team. I'm guessing their survival is almost guaranteed given the talents that they have and the coach uh, that they they, they have. Uh, is their survival guaranteed? That's the last thing that's ever guaranteed in the Premier League. The <laughs> <laughs> Premier League is brutal, no matter who you are. You've seen uh, Villa come, come up and, you know, they, they spent money and they hung on by third, and then I think a few years ago they went down. Mm. Uh, the thing, I'd, I'd like to see um, them sign a holding midfielder. Uh, I think uh, Calvin Phillips is also, you know, but uh, you know the league is a bit different from uh, from the championship. And uh, you, you see teams like Fulham, um, they came in and they didn't have uh, a steady base because if you do not have um, a midfielder that you know, uh, shuttles well in front of your defense and, you know, get stuck in and everything. You find it a bit difficult if you're not very good ball players. And, uh, of course, you are very good ball players, but uh, their games, uh, they'll be overwhelmed. It's just athletic. Sometimes the Premier League is very simple. You go away to West Ham and, uh, you know, they, first they crush you because they'll beat you at every duel, aerial ground duel. And then they step on you, and then when you demoralize, uh, they'll score the one goal by the well, what's the left back called? The guy who can score free kicks. Yes, that one. And then you know when you just when you're trying to push ahead, they go and Allah suddenly scores the one goal. The one of the five goals he scores is when he scores against you, mm-hmm. and and you're done. So. <clears throat> <laughs> the Premier League is a very different animal. I, I wouldn't say Leeds are guaranteed, uh, you know, a safety just because of Bielsa and you know the name Leeds and everything. Of course, I'd expect them to to get into the top ten if things go well. Mm-hmm. But you know, with Bielsa, things are always on the edge. You know, so one thing goes wrong and suddenly there's a meltdown and <laughs> he walks away. He goes back to Chile and say, Argentina and says, you know, fuck this. Uh, so he's always on the brink. Um, yeah, at least I'd say that. They're signing very good players. Rodrigo is a very good player. Uh, but uh, you'd like to see more, you know, you know, uh, an experienced campaigner in the middle of the pitch. Right. Um, so I'd have loved to ask questions about Manchester United's transfer, but there's, uh, there's literally nothing to talk about. Um, so I'll go to Bobo. Of course, tomorrow is the UEFA Women's Champions League final, and by the time you're listening to this, perhaps the game might be on. Um, It's Wolfsburg against um, Lyon. Of course, Lyon knocked out PSG in the semis, if I'm not mistaken. Um, These are perhaps the two best women's team in, in in the world, women's club, yeah? women's club teams in the world. Um, generally, how have you? Generally, how have you seen the the, the Champions League that has been played um, in a similar format to the men's game um, 
what are your overall thoughts about that? Um, the first thing I'd like to say is that um, I'm totally impressed by the women's team. Leon, Leon is still knitting, but um, one thing I've noticed is the top teams are picking up. The likes of Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Wolfsburg, Barcelona, Atletico, you know, those teams are really picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go back to the PSG Arsenal game. I, I, I didn't think Arsenal would put up much of a competition against PSG, given that their last competitive match was in February. But they actually kind of turned up with more match fitness that have really given PSG a headache. And okay, they actually gave PSG a headache. It would have been a different story, maybe. So, uh, the top women's teams. I emphasize the top. I mean, top is capitalized and in bold and in red. Have kind of stepped mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, this means that this has one disadvantage. Find that uh, like in the WSL. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm deviating a bit, but you find Go like on. in the WSL that the, uh, there'll be a bit, there'll be a, a different, very big difference between. Um, Chelsea, Manchester City, um, Arsenal, probably Manchester United, and the rest, which is kind of sad. But in terms of European uh, teams from other countries are really picking up, and Lyon, Lyon are still the favourites for tomorrow's final against Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg are really a, a, a very good team. With Penil Hada there, it will, be, it will be an interesting match. I, I hope everyone will get to watch it. But I still think for next season things will be different, especially with the ch- format of the Champions League for for the women. So uh, for tomorrow's final, I still think Lyon are the team, are the, are the better team. They have the the quality, they have the experience, you know. So they're still the best team for tomorrow. But going into next season, I think we'll see some major changes. We'll see teams like. Barcelona really, you know, pushing it hard. Uh, probably see maybe more teams from Germany and PSG also really going. But we need to figure out, as I say, we still need to figure out a way to pull up the teams at the bottom, teams like Liverpool. I mean, why is Liverpool women such a bad team? So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just all anyway. It's all about the money. Leon have the money; they can spend the money. The the the, the let's just say the the entire football community at Leon recognizes it's about the money. If you can pay your players, then you'll get the results. You don't want a player who's also a student who's who also works at McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> you want a player to totally commit to the sport. So, hopefully, tomorrow's game. Shows the world women's football is actually a thing. It's actually quality, and uh, there should be more investment, more TV money, more I don't know audiences. You look at Arsenal when you look at Arsenal Twitter, you see fans complaining that they can't get the women's players' names with the font that they want on the away shirts. I mean, what is that even? Mm. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we need to just make small changes to the to the women's game and, and, and we'll see progress. But for tomorrow's final, a must watch for everyone. Uh, I still think Leon will will get the I think fifth in a row. But it'll be good to watch. 
Yeah, you mentioned the, the change format of the UEFA Women's Champions League. Could you just talk us through that? Uh, I think there'll be more teams in the group stages. There'll be group stages, like the men's teams. Mm-hmm. We'll have group stages. So that is a good thing because it means more teams will be participating in the Women's Champions League. I think um, France, France, uh, Germany, uh provide the bulk of the teams. Yeah, they provide the bulk of the teams and I think England England teams will have to do some sort of playoffs. I'm, I'm not really sure about the format. All I know is that it encourages more teams to play. Yeah. There'll be more teams playing the, and, 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 and I think that's really, really good for the competition. And, ho- and hopefully that, uh, hopefully more games mean more television slots and more money that goes into the women's game. Um, yes. Lads, you, the game kicks off at 9pm tomorrow. Uh, any chance that you'll be watching this? Yeah, if it's on DSTV, I'll be watching. But I well, don't... It, it, I don't... I haven't seen it anywhere. Uh, I don't think it will, but we can always... We, we, we find ways of watching games like this. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll definitely try and uh, find something, find a way. Um, I don't want to incriminate myself <laughs> in case I become famous. <laughs> so I'll find uh, a way. Yeah. So a game that I'm sure all of you guys watched was the Champions League final, the men's Champions League final, and. As expected, of course, Bayern Munich won, lifting their trophy after beating PSG by a goal to nil. I expected this game to have so many goals, but turns out it was a tight game. Fabian, let me start with you. Uh, The right team, finally, and right here is relative, but the right team, finally, closing the season, in a perfect, with a perfect result to seal their treble. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, it was, um, if, if, if there's a, such a thing as justice in football, then it was served on, you know, last Sunday during the final. Um, Bernard had an almost perfect second half of the season. So, and, 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 and just, just think about the fact that they've won the Champions League by winning every game they've played in that competition. It doesn't happen like that often. Even the Real Madrid um, sides of between 2016 and 2018 that won thrice in a row, they never went uh, perfect. They never did a perfect season in the Champions League. So I think, yeah, it was it was fair that Bayern won. Um, for PSG. Um, uh, I think it's only they should see it as that being the natural way, the natural progression towards winning it eventually. You have to have some near misses. Um, you know, they're not like Real Madrid that started by winning five in a row. You know, for the other clubs, you have to start by, you know, those misses, those agonizing, like the way Chelsea did, they lost to Man United in 208. Two, mm. uh, then, you know, lost controversially to Barcelona in 2009 in the semifinals and eventually won it uh, in 2012. So 
they're going to PSG are going to win it soon in the next maybe three years they should be able to have won it uh, but on this season alone I think Bayern have been they have been the best team uh, they have had the best players you know uh, it's hard to see a weakness it's hard to point a weakness from the Bayern side anywhere on the pitch um, but again I, I think the, the final just proved that you know, having sometimes it's all about having proven winners within your squad. It helps a, a great deal. Uh, and and uh, in this, I'm talking about Manuel Neuer, uh, Thomas Muller, to some extent, Boateng. But especially those two, um, I don't think Bayern would have won if these two didn't turn up in the final the way that they did. For all the brilliance of Joshua Kimmich, who is one of the most consistent players in the world. Uh, maybe Lewandowski, Nabri, Coman. You need these guys who've done it, these guys who know how to win, who know how to act at different uh, times of the game to, you know, take you over the line. And you saw the, the saves that Neuer made in that match, probably more than we, or we thought he would need to, but he, he was there when Bayern needed him to, to be there. Um, so... Yeah, the, the 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 best team won, uh, but for PSG, it's, if they can build on this, if they can, you know, just uh, say, well, we've gotten to the final now. It, there are things we are doing right. Uh, there are things now we can add to what we've done. Uh, I'm sure they'll win it soon enough. Maybe even next season they might be, they might win it. Uh, Cabral, the game could have been so different if uh, Saini had taken his chance and Mbappe taken his chance as well. Um, was it a case of one team being ruthless in attack and the other being wasteful? Um, I, I don't think uh, those only, you know, Bayern had all the chances to be ruthless. They were just, uh, you know, very efficient with that. Uh, Bayern only had a jittery start you know, like uh, 10 minutes at the beginning. And then after that, they just simply reverted back to the bind. They were, I think at the beginning, they were thinking, you know, there's Neymar and then there's Mbappe. And then they, they lost a few early balls, a few duels. And then uh, they realized, okay, PSG are more afraid than we are. So they decided, you know, we might as well play the way we do. And uh, I think the defining moment for me in the game was... Um, in the 91st minute, there's this, uh, I was watching them and I was rooting for Bayern, of course. And uh, they had like uh, six or seven players uh, in PSG's half and they were pressing like crazy. And then they lost the ball and uh, there were like three PSG players versus three Bayern players. And I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? Mm -hmm. And then when I, when I watched the match again, I realized that from when the second half started, Bayern held an even higher line than they had begun with. And after they scored, they held an even higher line <laughs> than before. It's like uh, they have this ruthlessness in character where, okay, we are going to play the way we play till the last minute. We are ahead. Most teams would have dropped back after scoring a goal, you know, invite a bit of pressure. And that's when probably PSG would have come down on the ball and played, you know, their natural game, circulate the ball, and gotten Mbappe and Neymar chances. But Bayern were holding that high line, regardless of whether they were playing against, you know, the fastest player in the world and the best player in the world. 
And that sort of mentality is what won them that game. Any other team, I think they'll, they consider a goal or so. Uh, they did not allow even Mbappe, who scored in the World Cup final, to come down. Kimmich is not the fastest player around. And yet, I can't remember one time where Mbappe made a run beyond him, where, you know, he was flailing, not even once. And mm-hmm. he still held the highest line of, you know, the Bayern defenders. So it was simply, I think Bayern won on, <laughs> on their mentality alone. Yeah, they, they knew the winners already. And even if you look at uh, the celebrations uh, PSG took part in after getting to the final, yeah, the, all these huge celebrations and you know, pictures and I'm 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 not against that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fan of my team celebrating at the appropriate moment. The worst time to celebrate is before a final because you know just how painful a final losing a final is. So and you had uh, Karl Heinz um, say that he walked into the Bayern uh, changing room after they beaten Barcelona eight two, and. Uh, it was quiet, and these guys were focused on 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 the final. Yeah, they they just beaten one of the best teams in the world, eight two. That should be celebration and you know jubilant. You know they should a lot of jubilation, but there was none. These guys had not yet. They knew there was still you know this final hurdle, and that sort of mentality. I think PSG with time will stop being, you know a bit petty you know they did it with Haaland the celebration and everything and just become focused on football I think it's a phase where you grow from boys to men uh, United when the when they went for they went to three um, Champions League finals in four years they had that like it was an expectation that you'd get to the final and probably win it of course, we won it only once, but that's when you'd hear Everett talking about, okay, when we play other teams, of course, he always mentioned Arsenal. It's like we're playing with children, mm. yeah? Because there's none of this small pettiness and, uh, you know, the celebration before the fact. Once you win things, you start celebrating and you, you know, but if you <laughs> if you think getting to a final is an achievement, you know, that that's, you have already won your trophy. Yeah, Bayern don't think it's an achievement. They're going to win it on the pitch and then, you know, celebrate. And even when they won it, after they'd won it, um, of course, there are all these pictures of them lying with the trophy and everything. And I'm not sure which player said, okay, so now we go again next season. That's basically what Faggy used to say. You know, this uh, after the 99 final, um, a few minutes after that, after midnight, a reporter came to Fagi and said, how do you feel about this? Are you so excited? You know, finally you've won a Champions League trophy. And then he said, I'm worried about next season. Mm. And, you know, you just get, wow, that's a, that's a different mentality. A winning mentality. And I think with the time, as Fabian said, PSG will build that. You know, it's just a focus that, you know, cannot come from anything else other than being there, failing. Failure is a very good thing in the Champions League, especially in the latter stages. You fail, fail, same is, same is losing a final. You win it, you're certified. Ask Chelsea, now the European royalty. Mm. Yeah. So now, uh, you see anyone challenging Bayern next season? They, they seem to be on a different planet. Well, Manchester City, if they can get Messi. 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. I think Bayern are the, are the team to beat next season still. Good. So, let's finish off yeah. with Messi. Uh-huh. So, earlier this week, Messi said adios to Barcelona, sending a bureau fax. I think you don't know what a bureau fax is. Turns out it's something that exists in, exists in some part of the world and it's a very important way of sending documents. So, um, is this a political... Of, of course, rumors are that it's a political for you to get rid of the Barcelona board. But then again, news has come out today saying that Messi isn't actually going to Barcelona's preseason. Add this to the rumors in England that perhaps Pep Guardiola and um, Man City hierarchy are very interested in bringing him to Manchester. I don't know. How, how, how do you guys see this going? I, I personally feel it's politics. I, I think he'll stay. Um, but in football, as football players like to see like to say you don't know about tomorrow you don't know what we don't know things about the future so fabian uh let me start with you as we close is this going to happen or is this ploy to get rid of the barcelona board no i think um whether it will happen or not we'll 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 love to see and i don't and i to be honest i don't even think that messi himself knows what will happen with, with certainty. Uh, but the one thing that I'm sure of is that Messi wants to leave. Uh, he's not doing this for the politics. He's not doing this to get rid of uh, President Bartomeu. Um, he's had enough, I think. Uh, you know, the, 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 the many disappointments Barca have had over the last few years in the Champions League, I think when they build up together and then culminating into the 8-2 defeat to Bayern this season. Um, I think that, that that did it for Messi. Um, you know, even if he were to stay, he, I don't think he has the confidence in, in the club anymore. That's just the difference between now and before. Uh, you know, before, maybe they'd get knocked out, maybe in the quarters of the semifinals, but, you know, he, he'd look around and the players that they had, I think he'd be comfortable to a certain level that, well, next season we can always push and maybe win it. But I don't think he, when he looks around anymore, I don't think he sees the same thing that he, he used to see before. I don't think he sees that these, these are the guys that can, you know, together we can go and and, 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 and win the Champions League. Um, so, I don't think he's doing it for the politics. I think he really desperately wants to live. Now, the problem uh, the problem that even he must acknowledge is that he has done it late. Um, he should have done it by by June, the initial date of the season ending. Um, even if his argument is that, well, the season extended and uh, the Champions League ended just last week. So, yeah, so that's when the season effectively ended. So he should still be within the, the, the timeline uh, stipulated in his uh, clause, relief clause, in his uh, the clause in his contract. I, I think even him and his advice, I, I, it's a miscalculation they made. Because now, look, Basa are not going to let him go for free like that. They won't. 
and and i'm sure if it means this dragging to the courts they will do it because how do you let you know <laughs> if you're president batome right now how do you how do you let the best player you ever had messi leave for free you know mm. letting him leave the club is one thing but letting him leave for free uh, so I, i i don't think barcelona are going to do that but for messi even for messi too um i i don't know maybe he just wanted to 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 speak his mind but even he must be at a loss at where is he going next because can man city can man city pay the the amounts that barcelona requires that around 700 million euros i don't yeah. think there's any club that can pay that comfort yeah. and 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 with the you know with the pandemic that we are in um so it's a it's a really difficult situation but his contract is ending in 2021 june so how if if i was in his camp i would feel he should stay this season and just run out his contract i think that that would be the fairest way to live yeah because also living living a club like barcelona in acrimony like that i mean sure is 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 a god there but still yeah. that club has been everything to him that club funded his his, his treatment for his hormone problem uh, when he was 11 yeah. you know that club made it who he is in as much as he also uh, has has contributed immensely to the you know modern history of barcelona uh, I, i just think it was a miscalculation he did mm. but it's not politics messi wants to live and that that's that's for certain he wants to live barcelona um i think i like to it's fabian he wants to live but he should do it in the right way if they can't come to an agreement this season and just wait for his contract to end this is a club that was confident like a club that took a gamble on him with his condition and all I mean you don't just abandon the ship because things are going badly. You have to remember where this club got you out from. Despite all the mistakes, all the errors, all the issues they have right now, he still owes Barcelona just, you know, a whole lot. Mm. So he should either wait till next season or ensure that Barcelona can make a profit from his sale or something. By a living is good for him. He needs a new challenge. um barcelona needs to move on from him because i feel in a way he impedes them so yeah probably the best decision for everyone for him to leave barcelona whether now or next season i'll be happy to see him try do it on a wet cold night in stock though man city <laughs> championship <made>. no man city <laughs> could meet man city man city could meet uh uh was the stock city in the fa cup on a rainy uh, night in Stoke, that, that would be the perfect ending to this curve or this storyline, so to speak, that started a few years ago. But Cabral, if he goes to City, then that's the league wrapped up and perhaps the Champions League as well. Um, I, I think so, you know. I think him and Pep need each other, you know. Um, it was a relationship that works. and uh he's still messy uh 
you know, every single day I come across stats that uh, about Messi that are just you know mind blowing because he's 33. He's still uh, he scores just as much as he assists and he creates the most chances in the world. Okay, in Europe, and uh, it it doesn't make much sense to me that someone can create that much and still score that much. So yes, I think I'm, I don't subscribe to Bobo's theory that uh, you know he owes Barcelona somehow because they took a gamble on him. Um, when when I go to work and uh, this guy's pay me, uh, and then they pay my medical fee, I'm working. So you know we sort of help each other out. Yeah. He's done more than enough. He's the, the interest he's brought to Barcelona alone in terms of finances and everything is crazy it cannot be quantified at, at some point in the future it will be and you know they'll tell you due to messi's influence barcelona made such and such amount of billions and they became worth such an amount uh, i think he's done his part and barcelona that this board has wasted his prime years um just compare him with uh, ronaldo where at madrid Ronaldo, um, Ronaldo's last peak years were taken care of. He won four Champions League trophies. He won his Ballon d'Ors. He said bye-bye. Uh, Perez said bye-bye. Uh, they paid Perez 100 million. He went. People didn't even know he was going. He just went. No acrimony, nothing. Uh, Ronaldo had done his part. Madrid had done its part with giving him world-class players all around him. And it, well, uh, you know, they gave him a manager who understands how to use everyone. He won them their trophies. No one was losing anything. He made them as much money as more more money uh, at thirty what at thirty four than uh, they bought him for at thirty at twenty four. So you know that worked. But Messi, the team, you know, they want to buy you Vidal. They want to leave you with a Suarez who's not scored an away Champions League goal in five years and you score two goals and create one against Liverpool at home and you miss one chance at Anfield, they say Messi bottled it. You're beaten 8-2. You're not a defender and they say, okay, this is Messi's fault for some reason. Uh, uh, you go to Roma, you'd created all these goals in the first leg. You have a team that, you know, Rakitic, the legs are falling off and you have Alba who cries at halftime. And you just have all these misfits, yeah? Iniesta has never been uh, replaced. Javi has never been replaced. Busquets is growing old. And I, I, I just think um, if Messi was at uh, Madrid, Perez would have taken care of his last years properly. So I don't think he owes them anything at all. He should, uh, if he leaves, you know, of course it's a miscalculation, as Fabian said, <laughs> because these guys are not going to let him leave. Football players are basically, you know, well-paid slaves. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're going to say, hell no, uh, you're the best player in the world still. Yeah. And uh, if you're not getting a transfer fee, you, you're staying here. And Messi has never had the balls to really, you know, like go and say, I want to leave. He should have when he was like 28 or 30. But he didn't, and now it's too late because he's 33, and no one is going to pay a huge transfer fee. Like maybe, would you pay like 200 million for Messi if you're Man City? Maybe you say, yeah, the the economic interest will make it worth it. But uh, he's that he's still 33. Um, he's showing no signs of decline yet, but miscalculation. But if he goes to Man City, come on, 
uh, really you know they're winning the league mm-hmm. you know there's no more gabriel Jesus crying there after losing to southampton yeah. and there's this myth that messi can't do it on 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 a cold wet day in stoke and messi goes to pamplona pamplona is shit it's the worst place to play in spain the pitch is frozen can i should i say that again the pitch is usually frozen mm-hmm. yes the el sada is the worst stadium you can go to and messi plays there and he scores a hat trick in a few minutes but so you know messi can do it anyway but the what's the difference um are they as passionate and as as they as passion driven in pamplona as they are in in midlands in yeah. well the, I, i think that the team that beat pepin is within with the season where he won six trophies i think that the team who beat him so yeah you know passion doesn't play football actual football matters just so i don't think stoke would actually beat prime barcelona so do just they, that do they kick as hard as stoke did as well let <laughs> <laughs> hey, me if if morata goes to stoke and scores a hat trick come yeah on. yeah um yeah, yeah so uh let's Another, see how uh, yes just finally mm-hmm. um so how have you guys thought about this um so assuming uh Messi doesn't get his move. He has to stay in Barcelona. Barcelona are as bad as they are right now. But he Messi's heart is elsewhere. Would would he would he like, you know, give his all next season or do you see him like just, you know, being passed by <laughs> on the pitch just, you know, what's going to happen to Messi you know i'm curious because you know he's made a huge gamble if he doesn't leave then he's, he's in trouble because he'll have to perform but i don't think his heart is there anymore so he'll just be like you know just wandering passing throughout time. games passing time mm. and i don't know how that works out for barcelona <laughs> maybe they bench him like he's a good boy maybe they're yeah. a good boy no i i think maybe for messi he just loves football that's it that's, yeah, yeah. that's the only thing he just wants to play but otherwise <laughs> man it's me for his sake i really hope his gamble pays off <laughs> i hope he he lives i hope uh, i've been secretly hoping that you know there were rumors before messi's uh, before he sent the bureau fax there were rumors that inter were going to buy him In fact there was some there's something that Inter launched in, in there's something they launched in the city of Milan it was about Messi and so it said tongue tongues wagging well okay um so I'm hoping um yeah he's coming to Inter he's, he could he could play left wing back for Conte you know uh, <laughs> let's let's see how this turns let's see how this story goes throughout the coming week Hopefully by the time we record again next Saturday we will have a conclusion to the story but for tonight we'd like to end it there. If you're joining us on Facebook, thank you very much uh, for being with us and uh, I'd like to thank Fabian for joining us. Thank you. Thank you too. It's been uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um really enjoyed your contributions, Cabral. Thank you for joining us as well. 
Uh, thank you. My phone is dying. Yeah, sure. Put it on power right now. And uh, Wamboi, I, I, we, we got you. Uh, you are enjoying your evening after the Arsenal win. May you go back to enjoying your evening now. Thank you very much for your contribution. <laughs> you ruined it for me. That's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, see you again next weekend. <laughs> So, Bye, see you next weekend. Yeah, have a lovely weekend, everyone, and uh, have a fruitful week as well. See you again next Saturday. Bye. Bye. Saturday, make sure you watch the Women's Champions League final tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Yeah.